0: Welcome to the Rebel Podcast with Robbie and Cindy, episode number 46. I'm Robbie, that's Cindy, that's my mom. Uh, we do these two Tuesdays every month. We've missed a couple Tuesdays, but we're going to do it on two Thursdays this month for March.
1: And are we switching to Thursdays now?
0: Yeah, we're going to switch to Thursdays. Yeah. So, two Thursdays, sorry. Today, we're going to be talking about two things the, well, hmm, comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm and seeing things for what they really are. So we're gonna start with what I was gonna talk about, which is um, I watched, I was on YouTube, and it recommended me this video from this channel called Yes Theory that has like nine million subscribers. And it's these dudes who are all about getting out of their comfort zone and doing crazy things. Mm -hmm. Not really crazy things, but things that just-
1: Not comfortable for them.
0: Yeah, so one of the video that got recommended to me was one where they ride on a train that goes across the entire Sahara Desert. It's like this cold train where they, that's from Gears of War, but uh, <laughs> a train filled with iron ore. And then apparently the locals will use it to travel across there, but it's basically just hitchhiking. And it, they said it's like a legal gray area. But the point is, is that I watched the video and they somehow get there, they do the COVID tests or whatever. They get tested every time they fly anywhere. And then they, the guy gets on the train with his other buddy and they had some friends that helped them or something. It was they get on the train, they're riding this coal train across the Sahara. It gets like freezing at night and they're just covered in coal dust. Because they're literally in a car just filled with coal. And they did it and it was a great video and it was awesome to watch. But the whole time I was watching, this is why I can't watch videos that are in the, well, I can, but oftentimes I'll watch videos that are in the same kind of genre as what I do. And when I see them, if I feel like the video is better than mine, or if they're doing more stuff, or if they're doing something that I feel like I should be doing and I'm just like too chicken or lazy or whatever.
1: Just a slacker.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it like depresses me and then I just feel like worthless. But this time, it actually had a slightly different effect when I started to think about that feeling. I'm like, why do I feel like that so much? uh the couple conclusions i came to one is that like i can't do everything okay and i have a certain level of mediocrity like everybody else okay and every time you do one of those things it's an opportunity cost to do something else right
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so there's other things in my life like look i like just sitting down and playing super mario 3d world and doing champions road for five hours until i finally beat it and that's great fun but it's also all right and it's great fun but you can't do that and do those crazy things at the same time yeah it's like you kind of have to balance it so instead what i po- gathered from this feeling instead was i was thinking why don't i just take this as a sign the way i felt looking at it where i'm like man i should be doing that why am i not doing that instead of being like okay, I've been failing up to this point and not living up to my potential. Just being like, maybe this is just, every now and then you see stuff like this and it pushes you in the direction that you wanna go a little bit more. Or it's like reminding you, oh, remember you wanna do stuff like that? And you're like, oh, right, okay, yeah. I'll put some effort into that. And it's real easy for me to blame the pandemic and just being like, well, there's been a global pandemic, so I haven't been able to do any of these things. But even before the pandemic, it was the same thing. Yeah. Like there's lots, there's times where I do lots of cool stuff, but then there's big, well, actually, you know, now that I think about it, the pandemic probably did affect it quite a bit because I was on a good roll. Yeah, you were starting stuff.
1: to kind of expand your horizons a little yeah. right before that all happened. And,
0: and... and the Japan videos I had done, like those did incredibly well, like at the beginning of the pandemic, if it weren't for the pandemic, I probably would have been like, oh man, look how well this did. We got to plan other trips to do cool stuff like that. And then it's been a year now and I've forgotten about it, but then seeing this video and then seeing these other people do it despite the pandemic. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I could probably push myself a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Well, although I can't imagine that they've done it too recently because the holidays, which were only three months ago, was when the world was at its very worst. So maybe they did it, maybe sometime in there, but when would they have done that?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe recently because maybe, the maybe video very, just came out a few days ago.
1: Yeah. My, my guess is your, your new way of thinking of that is going to serve you really well. Because I, I do think that, you know, whatever it is that makes us do what we do, we get little hints all the time, you yeah. know? Um, and we ta- we did another podcast, uh, I don't know when, but we talked about when you get those intuition, you get those, you know, like, don't climb up the ladder one more time because you're really tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, but it's the same kind of thing, that that something triggers, a, you know, an inspiration. Yeah. You get something in your spirit, yeah. pops up and goes, listen to this. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you were bad, that you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, um,
1: yeah. Um, but it'll get you that, maybe some momentum.
0: Maybe part of it is that, or one thing that might happen to people, because I think it happens to me too, is like when I was younger, right? If I saw somebody older than me doing something really cool, I felt like that was aspirational. So if I saw Bear Grylls doing his TV show, which was a big inspiration for Adventure Archives, see that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's something we could do. Like, we could work towards that. But now when I see people do stuff, and this is something I'm going to have to course correct yeah. on, but when I see people do stuff, I don't think of it as aspirational, especially if they're younger than me. Then I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm just a failure. Not like, oh, I see that, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, okay, yeah. I could do that too. Yeah, or, that's,
1: that's tough because for all you know, your type of video might have been the thing that someone younger went I could do that, or yeah. I could do something like that. But I like this better. I'm going to go this way, and you, without knowing it, you've inspired younger people. Um, and whether it's directly or indirectly, something it, you you're you're becoming the aspir the what you're you're becoming the Bear Grylls. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember was somebody <laughs> who inspired, or you know that you aspire to what that person's or that thing is called, but
0: the inspiree the
1: expirer i think
0: inspirer yeah (laughs) we'll we'll just
1: make up that word um
0: so anyway my my thinking or just what i'm wondering about lately is when is it appropriate to compare yourself to other people and, and not because i feel like the all or nothing thing is not a good idea like when you just i mean it is to a certain extent a good idea to just ignore what other people are doing and being like, yo, I'm just gonna compare myself to myself. But that's, first of all, not really how we're wired. Like we're wired to compare ourselves to other people all the time, maybe to an unhealthy degree sometimes, but that wiring is there. So it's gonna be a lot of fighting against that wiring if you're constantly saying, I'm just gonna not think about what anybody else is doing. Because I could do that. I could just be like, well, who cares what they're doing? I'll just stay the course, good buddy, is what Ned said. (laughs) But I I think it might be helpful to actually look at what other people are doing and say, can I, should I be doing something more like that? Should I push in that direction a little bit?
1: Yeah, well, I think as long as you're being intentional about that, instead of, I I think you're right, personally, that you don't, it's not helpful to just, did I just bang the microphone?
0: (laughs) Nothing's gonna stop you from touching a microphone. (laughs) It was almost like you do it on purpose. You're like, is there a mic right here? Yep, there's a mic. Okay, okay.
1: Let me bang that. Thing. <laughs> I, no, I just use my hands a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Notice that. <huh? laughs> I, I do think it's, a, it, it's not a good idea. I agree. It's not a good idea to just ignore what other people are doing. Um, first of all, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, you're going to see other stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but to take it in a way that is... Um, you know is that a milestone is that a a standard i want to reach
2: mm-hmm. you know because
1: there's lots of standards um you know, there is there is nothing wrong with having a comfortable path that you like
2: mm-hmm.
1: not everybody feels the need to get out of their comfort zone yeah and whether you feel it or not, I, I don't know that it's always necessary to get at. It. If you're really good at something, you got a happy life. You're, you know, you're contributing to the things you want to contribute to. See, I didn't touch it. <laughs> um, I think that's okay, but I, I, I think you have to be intentional about that because it is really easy to psych yourself out of doing anything when you look at what other people have already reached.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and that kind of it's not like guilt, it's, it's, it's that sense of failure, like, or inc- incompetence,
2: like, yeah.
1: like uh, I could never do that. Yeah. If you always look at what somebody else does as the right path, mm-hmm. the path they took is the best path. There's a line in Downton Abbey when um, one of the maids says to the cook something about, you know, well, I could have been this, I could have been that, and she's like, yeah, but there are many paths you can take. That's just one of them, mm-hmm. and I, I think the the idea of being intentional about that will help because thinking that you're inferior that's the word I was looking for an inferior inter, internal yeah your internal inferiority complex, whatever your the, the terms are for it, doesn't move you anywhere, and if you want to move somewhere that looking at what other people do and thinking they're so much better than you and that you should be doing that it's just like well we've talked about this before Um, you've got this great you know youtube channel that does one thing and but you're good at other stuff and someone says oh well you should do a youtube channel about that yes there are some really great youtube channels about you know i don't know what uh, but doesn't mean you should do it or your friend who's really good at handyman stuff and someone said, oh, you should do a YouTube channel. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't remember who that is. No, there's, there's a billion things you can do. Yeah. And it is, it is up to you to decide the path that you need without that, it's kind of like guilt. I think guilt is useless. It, it doesn't help, especially if someone's imposing it on you, but also that you are not good enough with what you've accomplished so far or what you've experienced so far or how you're living your life so far, feeling inferior about it, for most people, I think, and maybe I'm I'm just talking about myself, when someone makes me, including myself, makes me feel inferior about something, it doesn't motivate me to get better at that. Mm. It It just causes a sense of, well, why try? but when i see what somebody else is doing and i go oh i could incorporate that or you know that's where i want to go next that's really helpful i think mm. because your whole life is just a series of choices you know today is my is my choice to stay home because it's raining and there's a flood in front of my building and, <laughs> and that would be really easy to do but that's not the choice i'm going to make today but i do have some other things that you know, oh, I I saw this and it inspires me to create this over here, or it inspires me to have some quiet time where I'm not doing anything. That's I think that's what's helpful. So, as much as I think those YouTube algorithms that they pop up all these things that you could get lost in, they're not so bad, as long as you are doing it intentionally and not just getting lost in it.
0: So, the big hurdles that I have, well, there's two things. First, remind me and tell you about the Final Fantasy Xbox game, okay. okay? Well, we'll come back to that in a second, but I have a big problem with comparing myself to other people and their trajectory of success. There's a guy, I told, maybe I talked about this already? The dude who we met at the Playlist Live YouTube convention, we met this guy, his name's Nathan, and he was making these videos that just took off. And whenever, and he's got like one point something million subscribers, at the time he had like a thousand. Whenever somebody else has like these big hits and they grow really fast, and I see how long I've been working at it, it makes me, What well, makes you question yourself. Am I actually doing something that's possible? I know it is for some people but could i be doing something different that would be more more people would like and i would like more too okay
1: that's the important part yeah is there something that you would also like because well in fact i was talking to my mom about this just recently about quote movie stars Mm -hmm. like there are so many famous movie actors now that I don't even know half of them. I might yeah. recognize her face, but you know, but when my, when my mom was growing up in the 30s and 40s, there were so few in comparison. Oh yeah. You know, so you knew, but out of all the people in the world, there were, you know, 20 movie stars. Yeah. With every endeavor, there can only be a few at the top. Right. Um, and if, you, if that's your goal, like that one instructor we used to have, um, who said, I wanna be the best Zumba instructor in the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. That was her goal. Yeah, That was not our goal. Our yeah. goal was to have something different.
0: Yeah, um, that's funny because for something like that, it's never even occurred to me, like yeah. to be the best or to have the most attended classes. It was much more just like, well, what's...
1: What am I creating in the yeah. space I'm in? Yeah, Yeah. And I think that holds true for what you're doing now. Whatever, whatever things grab somebody's attention, I'm pretty sure the, whatever he he was not trying to figure out how 1.9 million people would like his videos. Instead, he did what he did. And, I don't think so. Though. No, I oh, think okay. that
0: the, you think the successful YouTube channels they are making the stuff they want, but they're very much also thinking about what is the ones that people are going to watch. Like especially, there's one guy named Mr. Beast. He's probably one of the most interesting YouTube creators just because he was 13 when YouTube came out and like his goal from the start has been to get a ton of subscribers. But the way he got there was to make the videos that he would wanna watch. And he says what he does, he spends the majority of his time thinking of ideas for videos. Like he was saying, and I think this is absolutely true, but he has this, he has one of those like, crazy personalities that can just keep digging and keep-
1: Jackie Chan.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For every one idea that a typical YouTube creator has, he has like 50 ideas that he's never even bothered using because he's like, those aren't good enough. And he's just always thinking of new ideas. And you watch his videos, they're like the leanest steak of junk food YouTube video. They're very good videos. They're not exactly my cup of tea, but you cannot deny their entertainment value and their clickability So I think that they do think about that type of thing. I don't think that you can just make what you want in a vacuum Because even us we started the channel because We were like nobody else is making videos with DSLRs in the in the wild Everybody's just using like a regular point-and-shoot. It's like you bring a 50 millimeter camera out there. It's gonna look amazing that was our hook to get started. We were like, nobody else is doing that. We were like doing that blue ocean strategy where you find a market that hasn't been tapped. And, And I don't know where exactly I'm going with that. But one thing I've also thought about though, is that we may not have the most subscribers and the most viewers, but, and also I don't want to sound like I'm complaining at all. Like I'm very thankful for what we have and I think we're at a very good spot. I just, always am a little bit uncomfortable with the stagnation that I can tend towards and it's like I every now and then I'll get these feelings of like on we not on we but like you know just depressive like I mean this is garbage and then I need to actually just just make some stuff to make myself feel better and push myself a little bit but anyway uh I do think about a lot of these channels with the tons of subscribers, I look at their Patreons, and then I look at how many subscribers they have. They don't have people who really are really into your, their stuff. And then I look at our Patreon numbers, like, oh, actually, there's a group of people who really really like our stuff. So I do think it's okay to have to be in a section where you may not be the biggest. But the people who like your stuff really, really like, really like sp- it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That, and I think that's how we've always talked about the, like our studio, is we didn't need to, you know, have a, you know, a million franchises and do all this stuff. We wanted that community of people who really liked what we were doing, and with your YouTube channel, I mean, just the. The comments that you get, or even even this vlog, the people who watch it, I'm always surprised at how many views we get, too, and yeah. the wonderful <laughs> things they talk about. And um, you know, in fact, I, I think someday we ought to have a, a podcast where we just talk about all the stuff we do wrong, <laughs> because you know, it's it's easy when we're talking about this to just talk about the right way of, of doing things. But like today, you're being vulnerable about that. That that inferiority that you feel sometimes. But I, knowing you the way that I do, I don't think that you would be willing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you would be willing to give up that loyal following for the wonderful thing that you create and create something different so you could get five times as many subscribers.
0: Mm. Maybe that's part of where the frustration is at is that I see other people and I see what they make, and I'm like, they seem to be doing just exactly what they want to be doing, but they can get a bunch of subscribers because somehow that, is, it feels like it's somewhat out of my hands because I don't want to change what we're making. I like what we're making, but I also recognize that the way we package it and what it is doesn't exactly...
1: Translate to more subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but subscribers doesn't mean followers. Like, I just, I, I just noticed the other day that I'm subscribed to, like, 130 things. But I only look at three. <laughs> Maybe four. Um, but when I was, like, at the holidays, there were lots of ornament making and all that kind of So I subscribed because I thought it was, you know, I wouldn't want to go back and look at them. And I did for a month. Yeah. But I'm not going to look at them again until next holiday season.
2: Mm.
1: And I'm afraid if I unsubscribe, I won't find them. Mm. When I was... Starting to learn to draw and to watercolor. I subscribe to a bunch of those, and I still watch those, but infrequently. But the few that I watch a lot, I watch them. You know, every time I get a little note. Well, they're also the only ones I still have notifications on because I don't want all those notifications. Mm. Uh, they have a a product, a creation that really speaks to me, and I'm. I'm willing to pay a little money to them to for them to be able to keep doing it. And I think that's what you have. Will that have a trajectory like this? Maybe not because of the way human brains are wired. The ones that are going to get it are the ones that have that wow like like anybody. Anybody who looks at it will say it's good. Your video channel Adventure Archives. There are people who will be bored. Because they don't want to watch somebody just walking through the woods and talking and not having any kind of conflict and no drama and, yeah. you know, no yeah. fake stuff. Um, but the people who do will be really into it. That's your tribe. Mm-hmm. And it's, I I just can't imagine that you would, that you would be willing to, I uh, could be wrong, that you would be willing to give up those, no. that feeling.
0: No, no, no. I, I think the thing I'm trying to figure out is how do I stop feeling ah,
2: okay.
0: stop feeling like I'm because sometimes I'm not doing enough and that's fine like I feel like that's what this feeling is right now is I'm, I'm a little bit like okay I could well also I wasn't feeling that good the past month so there's lots of reasons why I haven't been but I, it's like turning the corner right now I'm like okay I want to do some stuff and it's yeah. been really cold it's been winter all that but in general it's how do you get to that feeling of okay I'm liking my trajectory. I'm pushing myself as hard as I feel like is necessary, but not too much. And I'm not, and when I see somebody else's success, I'm happy for them, not innocent. I'm never like, there's never any animosity towards anybody else. Like I'm always happy for whoever is. Yeah, it's
1: always a criticism of yourself. It's a
0: criticism of myself. Yeah, I see them and I'm like, man, I'm not doing enough.
1: Yeah, well I don't, do you want to get rid of that?
0: I guess it doesn't matter that much it usually lasts like a day or two and then i just
1: yeah and, and <laughs> yeah and as you as you said at the very beginning of this that feeling is the one that sometimes pushes you to remember what your goals were yeah like 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 before the pandemic you were all excited about your japan traveling you know and i just saw your 40 miles around the Mountain Hood, Timberline Trail. And yeah. it's got like 1.6 million views.
0: You know what's interesting about that too, is it it really does feel like, just if you build it, they will come. Because I, I did that, I almost didn't do that video. I know, your, your grandma tried to talk you out of it. Yeah, she, tra- she made me promise her on the phone not to do that. And I said, okay. And I knew I was lying to her, but I was like, I'm gonna do it anyway. And even when I went there, I was like, I don't know about this. It was good old T. Bryce Ryan. He's like, I just did it. It was great. And I was like, cool, I'm doing it. And I did it. And I when I made the video, I was like, that's a really good video. That's great. And I thought it was just a side video. It wasn't going to do anything. And it's our most viewed video. So a lot of it does just feel like luck. Just make what you think is good. Title and thumbnail as best you can. And then, and then
1: go for it. You will either find your viewers or you won't. Yeah. And as, and as long as you... Find value in the process and the product. Man, that's uh, frankly, that's all you can ask for in life.
0: Here's a question I have, especially from you being a first follower. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what that's about, there's this leadership thing that this dude Derek Sivers did. There's this video of this guy dancing at Sasquatch Music Festival. I think that's what it was. And he's dancing by himself like a nut.
1: Yeah, he looks kind of. <laughs> Great. He's like one of those guys you might go, that guy's off
0: <laughs> But he looks like he's having a great time. Then a guy joins him and dances with him. He's the first follower. Then another guy joins him and then another people. And then it's just like showing how like a movement gets started or whatever. Yeah. So but you you can't first, just
1: have the leader. You got to yeah, have a follower.
0: You got to have a follower. But you, I, I don't mean, when I say I'm a leader, I don't mean like, oh, I'm a leader. I just mean like, I'm a bad follower. <laughs> Like I have a difficult time just going along with somebody else's plan without critiquing it or wanting it to be my plan. Mm -hmm. But you are not that way. No, not at all. So in a, and you've worked, I've only really worked jobs where my fate is in my own hands. Like when we were doing the studio, it was just us. Yeah. Like whatever happened or didn't happen was going to be because of us. And what I'm doing now, it's the same thing. My first job, I worked in an office and it was just doing somebody else's job. What do you feel like in the role of being in somebody else's job is, do you have that feeling of discontent or like, not discontent because of that, that's what your job is. I mean, do you ever have that feeling of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more, blah, blah, blah.
1: Um,
0: Or does it feel like, this is somebody else's responsibility. I'm just in charge of enacting that vision.
1: Yeah, I I think I I I'm very happy with the way I feel about those kinds of things, and and the reason is because I'm 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 a I can be a leader. But what I really enjoy is like when you said I'd like to do the studio, and you explained what it was, and I was like, okay, let's make that happen, and and just. Dove in and started doing what needed to be done to make it happen Um, I don't like that process if someone says I got this great idea and I need a B C done you go do that no creativity no input no self um, empowerment no ownership but if you give me an idea that needs that you want to create that's what I like like the position I'm in right now not that they would have given me the executive director position, but I, I didn't want it. Um, but I love being the assistant director because we kind of, as a team, come up with the ideas. Of the executive director, the buck stops with him. But I have the I'm empowered to make that happen. And I try to do the same thing with the people that I'm managing, you know. I don't want to tell you, you have to, you know, here's a checklist, you be an order taker, I give you an order, you go fill it. No, that I find would be, oops, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to do my zipper. <laughs> um, I would find it very frustrating um, to, to be in that you just do this. Because while I'm doing it, I'm going to be thinking of other things that could go with it or a way to make it better or, you know, all of those things. And if I'm stymied in that and I'm only allowed to do, well, the one job I got fired from was in a purse factory. As a summer job, when I was in college, I worked for two weeks sewing the seam on the handles or the strap of purses. Couldn't sew a straight line. It didn't get any better. And they fired me.
0: (laughs) But What did they do with the ones that were crooked?
1: They got sent to like second. They were called seconds. And then they were put on purses. But they were sent to like discount stores and other stuff. Uh Yeah. And some of them got thrown away. (laughs) Some of them were so bad they got thrown away. (sighs) But I, the whole time I was doing it, I was like, I can't even do this as a summer job. This, like there's no creativity and and I, I am a creative person in some regards mm-hmm. but for me there was no empowerment in just doing that now I could have done that all day long if at the end of the day I got to say you know maybe if we did this it would be a little bit better or you know I wonder who makes these machines and can they do that <laughs> maybe maybe it would be helpful if there were some guides on there and keep that going you know all of those things but I I had no power to do that. Mm. As a first follower or a follower of any kind, you're, you have to have a good leader who's willing to allow you to be yourself. Like in that particular video, that guy was dancing like a crazy person. Um, or not, no, he was just dancing. I don't want to say that because all of it's dancing. But the next guy who came up wasn't dancing the same way, nor did this guy go, hey, you're doing that wrong.
0: Yeah. That was a key component yeah, that's was that he invited him in. Invited him in, his,
1: and then and then he invited other people in, and and everybody was welcome to contribute to this thing they were creating. And I think that's that's always got what it is. So my guess is when when you think about following someone, you may be it may be actually limited, or you may just be limiting yourself. Um, because when we worked together on the studio, like the second time that it came around when we, were, when we moved into the big studio and we did all the signage, we, you know, we did a bunch of stuff. We were both just one idea after another and trying to figure out what we could do to build it back up after all that construction. Yeah. Um, and you moved back from Columbus, you, you know.
0: Well, I think that's maybe the thing that I'm fighting with in my life in general. It's just like, I, I feel like this isn't, nobody's talking about this. Nobody's talking about their own mediocrity. Like my own mediocrity is just sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. I don't have it in me to be creative. And I, especially when the, what you're trying to fix, you don't know how to solve. Like when we were doing the studio, uh, we did the studio for like two years. And then maybe it was longer. We, we did the studio oh, for five years. We did the studio for five years. And it was just like, yo, we got to do something about finding a way to market this and to get people in, right? For those five years, it's not like we didn't know that. It's just, I didn't want to do it because it's very unpleasant and you have to think and you got to try stuff and if that doesn't work, you got to revise it and do something else. And just to deal with the unpleasantries, I don't know, it's like, I feel like we make excuses more than, cause like a big part of me is also like, my YouTube videos, I think that the algorithm is actually pretty good. Like it knows, well, no, maybe not. It, I, I think if you package your video right, the algorithm is pretty good. And then I just look at the way I'm packaging my videos and I'm like, I'm probably not putting enough creativity and trying into packaging them
1: for the same reason you didn't want to market the studio.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's not what I want to be doing, but it is a necessary part, and then I feel like I'm rationalizing the poor performance of the packaging by saying, oh, it's external things outside of my control, instead of saying, I could be working harder. But this, I could be working harder, is just, that's part of like my personality and mediocrity, right? Yeah. And we all have it, and it's like, you can only, you, you It's a tough thing to fight, and you have to like push against it constantly. So it's never gonna be perfectly comfortable.
1: That is the perfect segue into the second topic. Actually, I don't even know if you meant to do that. No. But the second topic, we said looking at things for what they are, but, but I'm really talking about people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, as a manager, they're different personalities and i'm just going to take yours now. So, if i were delegating to you, asking you to be the creative person and do this marketing part over here, would probably if i had somebody else who could do that, that would not be a good idea because i i would be ignoring the part that that's your mediocre ability this is your talent Mm -hmm. and this thing over here is a necessary part and Mm. and so do you delegate that to someone else have someone else you know do the first 10 drafts of that and hand it to you and say okay which of these looks like to you would be the best thing or do i ask you to do that even if i have somebody else who's you know could do it so For every person, you know, some people like to get, they they like to have, you know, numbers. They like to have a list. They like to have everything in a graph. They like to have everything in whatever. Other people like it much more loosey-goosey. And then there are people in the middle. But seeing how a person is requires that you open your eyes and stop judging them by what you think they are.
0: Or what you think they should be, or
1: what they think you think they should be, and um, as a as a manager of people, that's a that's a well. I will just tell you that most managers I've been around don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't do it. They Even want the,
0: people to fit into. They,
1: yeah, they've got these holes, and you know, like I work for a nonprofit, so you have the people you have, and we try to get, and we do get good people. I, I nobody that we have is not good, uh, not capable. But we've all kind of got to shift and go around because we could use 10 more people. We're never going to get that because we don't want the money. We're just a nonprofit, but we have great services. So we, as a manager, I I have to do a better job or do a good job of seeing everybody for what they are. That takes time. You cannot know without talking to somebody you know, I, I've, I've been working with somebody now for since October I've been that person's boss and over time after conversations conversations yesterday we had a conversation where I went oh, there's a part of you I hadn't seen and seeing that part explains so much else that has been going on that we've been trying to address you know, or trying to figure out how you can do this particular job. Um, now that I know that part, it has made it much easier. Just even how I, I speak about things that, you know, we need ideas about or things that we need, you know, here's an issue, what, you know, how we're gonna address that. The first words out of my mouth make a big difference um, because I'm I've now, I'm sure there's much more that I'm gonna learn about her. But now, at least for that particular issue, I don't think we'll have that anymore because, because I understand how to, how to approach that a little better. Um, and yesterday, not that particular person, but I had a lack of sleep the night before. So yesterday was a difficult day for me, and there were at least five things that if I were a person who screamed and yelled at people there'd have been a lot of screaming and yelling going on. Mm. And instead, I finally just shut down and was like, I'm going home, I'm going to take a nap, I'm going to bed. Um, You guys are on your own. (laughs) But when I came back this morning, well, two of the issues, when I looked at them again after a good night's sleep, I was like, those really aren't issues. I don't even need need to address them. Mm -hmm. The other three, I was able to address in a way that was both a, teaching opportunity and a learning opportunity for me. I was able to teach them something or help them understand something, but also learn more about them and their way of operating and what their what their insecurities are, what their you know ideas about things are and help empower them to do their jobs better mm-hmm. because even in a non small nonprofit, everybody needs to be excellent at their job for us to operate at peak, you know, like to really serve our people. Um, everybody needs to strive for excellence. But you can't strive for excellence when you've got somebody yelling at you or you've got someone who's asking you to do things and not understanding what kind of person you are. Like if if I... Do you remember when you got ready to go to college before you decided what to major and you said, well, maybe I'll major in accounting or something? Maybe that was your brother. No, was me. Your bro- It was you.
0: It was me because I remember... at it's weird how much an effect, what your parents say, can have an effect on you. But one time you were like, oh, you might be good at accounting. And then I took a little aptitude test in high school. And it was funny because I didn't answer just what I actually thought. I answered uh. I answered towards getting that answer, which is really weird. It's like the way kids' brains work. But I answered towards getting accounting as the answer. And then it said, oh, you'd be good as an accountant. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, fortunately, I totally ignored all that when it actually came time to go to school. I majored in music at first, and then I majored in.
1: Yeah, but I can remember that in my mind, and I don't know if I said it to you or not. I hope I did. Was when you said, "I think I'll major in accounting," I was like, "I'm not going to waste my money." On you going to be an accountant because yes, you're very organized and you like to get you 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 are you know you've got that like organizational skills you're all about that but to see you doing somebody's taxes
2: oh yeah (laughs) yeah
1: like no no I'd rather I'd uh, I'd rather waste all my money on you trying to get to some place you want to be than to waste the money on you trying to get to some place you don't want to be in the first place that would be just stupid Um, but I think that's the that's the problem that we have is that we pigeonhole people. People pigeonhole themselves. And, and you, not everybody's going to be the creative person. Not everybody's going to be the marketing person. Not everybody's going to be the financial numbers person. And it's a rare person who's capable of doing all of those. Yeah. Um, this is, I, I don't sound like I'm bragging. I am reasonably good at almost anything. Yeah. Like, I I, I am able to do almost anything except for sew purse straps. I can't do that. Um, But I can actually. I used to be able to sew, so I thought I'd be good at that. There's not that many things that I excel at. Like, I can be above average at many things. Mm -hmm. You tell me you need this job done, I can get it done.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But I would prefer. To focus on the ones that I'm really good at and that I really enjoy. Mm. And, I, and I, I think that's like seeing people for who they are, not just in a work setting, is one of the hardest things about being an adult.
0: You know, maybe that's one aspect of my problem is that I, whenever I see something else, I start seeing what I have as something different than what it is. Because what I have like just in a vacuum is great. It is. got a good YouTube channel. Level, you got, like what you're doing. You're getting enough money. And then you look at other stuff and you stop seeing yours for what it is. And you start looking at it as something that it's not. And then, and when you look at the other stuff, you look at it as much more successful than what it actually is. It's yeah. just they're doing their thing and you're doing your thing. It doesn't have to be.
1: Yeah. The, it, it's, it literally is comparing an apple to an orange. Yeah. It, first of all, you have out of the infinite complexity of that thing, you see this much of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see
1: that subscriber number. Yeah. That's it. Like as if that is the value of that. Yeah. Channel. You don't know. You don't know what that person's going through on a daily
0: yeah. basis. I was thinking that too. Is like was, Tim Rogers. He has he's doing gangbusters. He's that
1: like 16 hour video explanations of stuff.
0: He's doing gangbusters, but that's not the totality of his life, right? The totality of his life actually is not very good right now. He's got health problems. And I'm like, would you trade all well first of all I don't think I could ever do what he does. He does He, he what he does is him. Yeah. You know but I could maybe do something you know I'm getting going all over the place. But the point is, is that you don't know the totality of any situation. That's right. So you can't, you can use aspects of what other people do and you can compare yourself to them. But you need to do it in a constructive way that's not yeah. looking at, not seeing them for just like a 2D picture, yeah. which is honestly how I see a lot of YouTube channels. I see it for the thumbnail, see it for the title, subscriber count, view count, and I'm like, dang. <laughs>
1: You know that's so funny that you say that because, except for the views on your forty-mile thing,
2: uh-huh.
1: I'm not. I can't. Well, and views on our, on this. I occasionally look at the views when I'm looking at the comments. Um, I've never looked at somebody's subscriber count. <laughs> it wouldn't even occur to me to look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't even. I, maybe I look at the thumbnails, but I. It must be like not. Um, What do you call it? It must be subconscious. But I look at the titles. I do look at the titles. Um, But like those clickbait question things, I don't think those get me.
0: Well, clickbait is not really as effective or prevalent as it used to be. okay. Like the YouTube audience has become more savvy and the algorithm I think has become more savvy too. But it's more just about, well, even just like looking at how things are just, if I'm thinking about our past few videos, And I apologize that I'm just talking about the YouTube channel, but that's. But
1: it's your analogy, I mean, it's your. It's my particular. It's your your reference point. Yeah,
0: but like looking at the performance of our last few videos, and I think about the things that matter, like how good is the video, what's the title, what's the thumbnail? When I look at it objectively, and I don't like put any emotion into it, I'm just like, okay, well that, I like the thumbnail of this video that's done better. Like our big south fork, video that's done quite well a recent zaleski one and i think it's a better episode but that thumbnail is not even close to as good as the big south fork one and you know what's funny is that big south fork one we actually took the time and made that thumbnail while we were out there we took the time and said okay this would be a good one and we used a picture and we did a raw image you can adjust them much better whereas the zaleski one's just a random video clip from the the episode it's not even a particularly good one so it's like, if you want to look at reality, look at reality. How much effort are you putting into the thing that you say does the most to get you new subscribers? You're putting like zero effort into it. Well,
1: it's like the big change that you made on your shout outs. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Like you
1: suddenly decided, you know, we're really good at creating yeah. videos. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Um, then maybe this is a point in in where you're going to go, I'm going to go back and look at my... What do you call them? Thumbnails. Mm-hmm. And like, is there any reason why now that you know that you no, Zaleski, no, no why you haven't I changed change it?
0: it? Yeah, just other than I don't want to do it.
2: Yeah,
0: it doesn't excite me. It's not very fun. You have to look around. But anyways, the way I could go around that is just turn it into, which is how we fix the shoutouts, is we turn it into something fun. Yeah. And in the same way, I've actually been very interested in taking pictures recently because I don't take pictures, and I'm like, oh, I want to learn how to take pictures a little bit better and I could use that as an opportunity. I could take the 30 minutes, that's all it takes, to go on YouTube, go to the big subscriber channels, look at what their thumbnails look like. Just say, okay, well, what do they do? Do they put a face in there? How close is the face? What's the background look like? How bright is it? What's the color look like? Do they put words in there? Just do that little checklist, take one idea, and say, okay, this is an idea of what I think will work. Go out and do it, and then come back. Instead of just doing the same goddamn thing you do every single time, and then saying, well, why isn't it good and better?
2: <laughs> well, that's good.
1: Now you're seeing, yeah, yeah like self, self-knowledge, self-examination yeah. is good to a point. Yeah. Like, you, know, you don't wanna overdo that because you know anybody who examines their life too much is gonna be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Like like too much of that. You just, there's no way because there's, we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect and we're not going to be good at everything. Yeah. Not going to, not going to excel at everything. And we're, everybody's going to have faults. Everybody's going to have secrets. Everybody's going to have all that stuff. Yeah. But some of it, Doing it like like next time we do a podcast, I want to ask you. <laughs> by the way, did you go do anything about the thumbnails? Yeah, yeah. Because now you are seeing your process objectively. Yeah. It doesn't mean what you've done in the past is terrible.
2: Yeah,
1: it's just now now you've. And it's not like when you did Zaleski that you weren't doing a really good job on the stuff that you were that you do yeah it's just that one part now that you're really good at the other things you've got the time and the energy and the creative thought or inspiration to go i can do those better
0: you know eh, a big part of it is accepting reality right yes because i keep wanting reality to be that the only thing that matters is the product Mm -hmm. you know i don't like, the, I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that the, and I like, I don't like it for my own sake too, because I don't get to find all these cool videos because they're not being floated to the top. Or I don't know about the best shop in town that sells really good shoes. Or like, for that matter, the best shoes. Like sometimes you have this perfect marriage of incredible marketing and incredible product. like. Apple's phones, that's those for me. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Apple stuff. I think they're incredible. Like the, they have plenty so of- So
1: they, they find their tribe.
0: They, But their tribe is humongous. You can't yep. escape it. Like the marketing is so huge and the product is so good that it's just this perfect marriage of product and marketing. But m- lots of stuff's not like that. Even like the studio and it's prime. The studio was like this pro- amazing product and the marketing was like here, like yep. the word of mouth like there was a point where we're making like $12,000 a month and you got to keep in mind the rent was 5,000 <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> but and, and the teacher stuff was another four yeah. so well,
0: it wasn't that much it Man. was like 2,000 yeah, it was a lot um but the point is is that uh, i don't like that that's the thing that you have to have great product great marketing But that is, what is reality?
1: Well, that is true if you want a humongous tribe. If that is important
0: to you. Well, a tribe. like a tribe. The fact that we got to where we're at now is because of a couple of successes of marketing. Like a couple of videos did the the money. Like if you look at our subscriber count, it's this.
1: Okay, well, let me ask you this. Is there something besides the video that did that? like did you do something different over here or did you just those were like incredible product
0: no they had great thumbnails and titles which is the marketing oh
1: okay part. all right well so that's the it was
0: like our our quality is usually like it's our quality has been like this like it's yeah. gotten better uh, yeah. wherever it's at it's here the marketing is like this
1: so why <laughs> why did the 40 mile work Th-
0: that thumbnail and that title is youtube gold like that it's, it's a dude standing in front of a mountain.
2: Okay. Well and it says then, 40
0: miles alone on the trail. If you look at the demographics, it is 99% men aged like 18 to 35. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like, the, that's the dude who's clicking on that type of video. So, we found that exact thing. So then. But, okay. But that, that's not my point. My but point, you
1: don't want to have to do that.
0: Right. I don't. Because I'm not good at it. Or, I mean, I can be good at it. I'm not consistently good at it, and it feels like throwing darts at the board, and I don't like that, but that is reality. And it is not such a bad thing, especially at the point we're at. It's not like we're struggling to get our heads above water. We've got this really good base. Yeah, you've got a great base. So, but I want to make this more abstract because I feel like I'm just masturbating into the wind, (laughs) and like, who cares? Like, Robbie, you're complaining about having a successful YouTube channel, you idiot. No,
1: but it applies to everything. Yeah,
0: it applies. What I'm saying is that, here I'll use daylight savings time as an example. I hate that the time changes twice a year. It doesn't make any sense. It's long lived, outlived its purpose. There is nobody still supporting this thing. I disagree. Okay, who? Because
1: I, um, I really, I feel the same way, but everybody that I've talked about said, you know, we tried this in the seventies and you parents, it has nothing to do with farmers. Parents who are sending their kids out in the cold, in the dark, that's okay for a month or so. For the whole winter, for their kids to stand out in the dark waiting for the bus is a big deal. And for people to go to work and it to be dark until like 10 o'clock, <laughs> you
2: know, oh.
1: that's a big deal. It's cold and it's dark. And so then that it causes problems. That's, that's the biggest issue. It doesn't save energy. It doesn't help the farmers. It doesn't help. But it, but it does, especially as you get even further north than we are. We're not that far north. But you get into Iowa and Minnesota and the Dakotas and Wisconsin and Canada, like it's, they've already got really short days. Mm. Daylight savings time does it, and it cuts off some of that. And it makes it a lot. It makes it better for them.
0: Daylight savings time does or standard time? Standard time. Standard time.
1: For that period of time. And oh. daylight savings time helps in the summer because then people, when the weather's nice, they still, their kids go to school when it's light and they have light at home.
0: Okay, for well, time. So Lynn, anyway. then let me adjust oh, what I'm gonna say. That's
1: not what we meant to get off on. Use something else.
0: No, I can still use oh, that. Okay. Daylight savings time is a thing. There is going to be a time change twice a year. I have, that is reality. Mm-hmm. I have two choices. I could call my senator until they come to my house and say stop calling, or I can accept that this is a thing and prepare for it and like do everything I gotta do to make this less painful for myself. Instead, I often find myself just sitting there complaining about it to the ether. I haven't called the senator, I did nothing to prepare, and now just every morning I just say, why
2: is it like this, I don't
0: like this. And I'm <laughs>
1: Well, I'm just gonna just throw this out there.
0: Yeah.
1: If you did something about everything you have a thought about <laughs> like that would it's just impossible. Yeah. You have to prioritize what's yeah. important to you. But I think you have, and I know you don't want to talk about your videos, but you have identified very clearly today, if not before, but I'm pretty sure it was before, yeah. but today, and now you've put it out there to the world, that there is an issue that you are perfectly capable of addressing. Yeah. And so, either, you know, the proverbial do your thing or get off the pot
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> is now, it's now for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there,
1: there's okay. no more fussing around. Either stop complaining about it or go do something about it. Right. But... But at the same time, to get back to the two things that we're talking about today is you have to see what you are, who you are and what this thing is for what it really is, not what you want it to be. And you have to, or I encourage you, to not use the fact that you haven't done it as, oh, oh, best quote I heard recently <laughs> on, my new, on my new favorite show is like, don't cry about something that's done when there are things that need doing. Oh,
2: you know? oh, like man. okay,
1: so yep, that but you can't you can't undo stuff. I mean you can undo them, but you can't make it never have happened. Yeah. You can fix things going forward yeah. or you can you can say it's done and I'm not gonna think about it anymore, I'm gonna move on to things that I that need to be done. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where you are now. And and the problem the, the problem from I think all of us, but at least most people, is that we we see things in our myopic kind of way. We don't really see them necessarily for what reality is. And then we judge ourselves on it and use that as a way to, you know, allows us, it, it, we allow it to stop us from going forward and doing yeah. something either about that. Or moving in another path and not caring about it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not an either or. Just because you have, it, just because there's something you can do and you can fix, doesn't necessarily mean you should. Mm. There's a, there's got to be a some intentional judgment, and that's all you can do. I just encourage people to you know not be so mean to yourself when you're doing it. You know? doesn't mean you doesn't mean you're bad. Because if I, I think I'd like have to crawl crawl up in a hole and die, if, if all the things I think about that I didn't do right, yeah. um, if I let that be who defines you know what I'm going to be today, yeah, yeah, you just you just can't. Hmm. Cool. Right.
0: Okay. Well, I think we've talked for like an hour now. Do you have any final thoughts besides that? That was kind of a good final thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, no. No. I'm gonna. In fact, I've just decided I'm gonna write that down and put it on my wall. Don't cry about what's done when there's things need doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's kind of just what I wanted to talk about and just a thought that coalesced in my head. It's like I got to stop looking at things as if when I see something that I want to course correct, think that it's been a bunch of wasted time. It's like you don't – like that time was that time, but you have now – want it to course correct or that you want to go off in this, like this thing is pushing you towards doing this. Just let it push you. Go do it. Don't lament that you didn't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't, oh! Don't punish yourself. We
0: got to finish with the Final Fantasy Xbox Oh, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is kind of the root of why I think like this. I've got a problem. Oh. My, my brain has a problem. <laughs> Final Fantasy Twelve was on sale on the Xbox for 20 bucks. I own that game three times over. The original PS4 version, the Switch version. But the Xbox version is the best version (laughs) because it's 60 frames per second. Well, the PC version is technically the best, but I don't really play on the PC because it's an uncomfortable chair. And it was on sale for $20. And I spent like an hour in bed one morning. Just, I was presumably on the internet, but I was thinking, should I buy that? Should I buy it? I don't want to miss out on that 20 bucks. Like, maybe it'll never go down to 20 bucks again, which is insane, it'll definitely Of course go it down will. To... <laughs> but I just sat there in this loop, and I could not get it out of my mind. It was so <laughs> sticky in my brain. And eventually I caved and I bought it. But the point is, is that this fear of missing yeah. out on something, and it's so paralyzing sometimes. Like, I always thought when people said fear of missing out, they were talking about like social situations. Like I've never had that. My fear of missing out is missing out on some great idea that somebody else does on YouTube or some limited edition art book that goes out of print. And then I'm like, oh man, I didn't get it at the time. And it's like, I didn't even think about it before. It's not that big of a deal. You can go on to other things. I mean, you can make something that's gonna give you more enjoyment than buying something. There's all sorts of things, but my brain has this tendency to just stick on the things, and it's like ah.
1: yeah, I, you know, I've never had that because if it's something that I real that I want, and and I can afford it, I can I just, <laughs> I'm just like am hey, just gonna buy that? <laughs> like, I mean, not I'm not saying that I have money to just buy everything, but my wants are small. Yeah, my wants are really small. Um, but like there's a uh, I'm watching that, All Creatures Great and Small, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, PBS, Masterpiece Theater, first season just got over in February. Lovely, pleasant, just if you just want something to just feel good about and, you know, not, no, no, no murder, no, no abuse, no, you know, just, just nice little normal everyday interactions. Yeah. Wonderful, anyway. But it's a it's about a veterin- veterinarian, um, a real one. He writes under a different name, and that's the name he uses in here. But it was it was it's his, basically his life story from the '30s. Um, but he wrote these books that this is based on, and I got online. I was like, oh, there's books." <laughs> Not a question. Yeah, just like I want to read those books now because I I like the TV shows so much. Um,
0: so oh, you know the other thing is that i have this strange sense in my brain that if i course correct and i do something different i'm going to be yelled at for not having done that up to that point
2: by who i don't
0: know the you're ether. an ether you're an adult right right but that you is... are
1: you are the leading man in your movie
0: right <laughs> i know but i don't think that that's entirely uncommon yeah probably not that sense of like just when i moved to new york and then i came back and I already knew at that point I didn't like it. But people said, how do you like New York? I'm like, oh, it's good, it's good. <laughs> and it's like you don't want to admit that you went for something and then it turned out to be not what you wanted. Or you went for something and you're like, oh, that was completely wrong. And I feel like a lot of people who really are with it, they don't let stuff like that slow them down. Yeah. They're, they're just like, oh, yeah, I was, okay, got yeah, to change my mind.
1: Yeah. I, well, I think that that is a hard lesson to learn because there's so much expectations from your family and from your society and from friends and stuff that there are certain things that everybody's supposed to like.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it is, it is difficult, but the older you get, the, the easier it. Like, I, I look back even who I was two years ago, and I've always thought I was a pretty direct person. hmm but I get more and more direct all the time. Um, in fact, so much sometimes that I forget to like, even give any kind of softness to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know, I could have said that differently. Yeah. I usually catch it right when I do it, but like, you know, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just like, here, here's a fact, let's move on. Um, but it is hard to say, like, I don't, I, I don't like to travel, I, I do, but I mean like, there are a lot of people. You're expected to want to travel. Yeah. But there are plenty of people who don't. They're like, no, I, I like being a homebody. Yeah, yeah. And but it's almost like it's a bad thing to say that in New York. You know, who would go there and live and not like having had that experience? Yeah. Um, which, you know, you you didn't like.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, I didn't really gain. Well, I mean, I can't say what I did and didn't gain from that experience, but. I didn't gain anything from that experience in the sense of like, well, I mean, I feel like I didn't gain anything from that experience in the traditional senses. Like, oh, I did this cool thing and I saw this cool thing. It was more like I saw how a lot of people lived and I'm like, oh man, that's so interesting. That broadens my horizons onto, and like I got a good sense, a better sense of how people who are from California which is weird because I was in New York, but I lived with a bunch of people from California. How people from California think about the middle of the country—they just don't know anything about it. And it's the same for the middle of the country on the yeah. the coasts of the country. They have no idea, and that's a huge problem in the U.S. that we could get to sometime or another.
1: Yeah, topic, yeah. Well, I think just podcast. the idea of travel to—I think the world would be a lot better, a lot more peaceful if everybody traveled around and yeah. and learned about other people and realized that. Yeah, yeah, their ways are different, but pretty much everybody's the same.
0: Yeah, pretty much at the end of the day, <laughs> somebody meet right. some Pringles, watches you oh, <laughs> these are good. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, let's end it here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for watching and for listening. Uh, if the audio quality wasn't as good, it's because we're using those little mics and I'm testing for the... Yeah, Metro and if there's archives. some
1: big bangs, it's because I did this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll be back probably next Thursday. We're going to be on Thursdays from now on, same place. Okay, thank you.